Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Katim Speaks. Today, I wanted to talk to you about how to defeat the enemy spiritually. Now, when we talk about the enemy, we're talking about the devil, and we know that he already lost. He is a defeated enemy, but this is not stopping him from trying to attack you because he's bitter and he he's lost his seat in heaven. And those of us that accepted Christ, he knows that you'll be able to go to heaven and that you have forgiveness of sins. But he, because he was rebellious, rebellious and turned away from God, he knows that he can never go back to heaven. And he, he's been there, so he knows what he'll be missing. So we want to be mindful that um, of how he operates and understanding that we're dealing with a spiritual war. And that war is between light and darkness. And one of the ways that uh, the devil operates is, is, is hiding in plain sight. And in doing so, he, in addition to that, what he will do was he, he will give us small doses of his poison. So when I talk about small doses, I'm talking about um, horoscopes and witchcraft and um different things, crystals, you know, things that may appear to be harmless, but really down the road are detrimental to us. Those that are Christians and even those that are not Christians, if you're practicing that, that's something you definitely want to stay away from moving forward. Um, and these types of small doses are often presented in movies, music, and in social media. So we, we need to understand that his tactics and his agendas are not, they're not always overt. But there are a lot of times, as we mentioned before, hidden in plain sight. And you want to even screen what your children have access to. Um, and it with sometimes even in books and in movies and different things, um, these things can also contain small doses of witchcraft. It's basically an introduction for children um, in terms of uh, what they do. So we understand that these things are not new. The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. The people were practicing sorcery and all types of um, things that were against what God would have us to do. Um, so we, we need to understand this is not something that's new. Let's look at De- Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 10 through 14. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses uses divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because these abominations, because of these abominations, the Lord, thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord, thy God for these nations which thou shalt possess, hearken unto observers of time and diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God have not suffered thee to do so. All right. And so if we, if we, if you've uh, participated in things like that, this, you definitely want to just pray and ask God to forgive you um, of your sins. And uh, there, sometimes you can find online uh, renouncing certain things that you were involved in, but keep it moving. Once you do all, once you renounce and you ask God for forgiveness, um, uh, you want to continue your walk in Christ. But before all of this, let's, let's say you are not saved. Um, 
you, you want to commit your life to Christ. And if you would like to do that today, you can. This is, this is out of Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So here, if you've done that, if you've confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that qualifies your, that, that's it. You are saved. So if, if you were to die, you would, you have a seat in heaven, right? So, um, so you're, you've have Christ in your heart now, but understand your salvation is imperative for a successful spiritual warfare. And so that the, the, the decision you've made just today, if this was your first time making that confession, this is one of the best decisions of your life because now you are set up for great, even more, you're set up for greatness this way. Okay, Um, let's look at Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his power and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So let's start with, uh, we're going to look at the belt of truth. The truth will make you free. The Bible says the truth will make you free. And the Bible also tells us that the devil is the father of lies. But we know that God's word is true. John chapter 14 verse 6 says that Jesus is the way the truth and the light. No one comes to the father except through me. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. We can protect ourselves by obeying God's laws. Uh, and we are also made right through Christ. It's his righteousness. But God also wants us to obey his commandments because that again protects us from falling into sin and the consequences of that. Uh, we have the gospel of peace, which is the good news of forgiveness. And that news should give us peace. When we worry, we lose peace. That's why we're not to worry, but to pray without ceasing and to cast our cares on the Lord for he cares for us. The shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's important that we're uh, reading our word. And I know sometimes I like to, on my Bible app, I'll play the passage sometimes. I I, I really enjoy doing that sometimes too. So you want to keep your faith up by reading your word. And listening to the word of God, whether it's through a sermon or uh, some type of teaching that is has sound doctrine. Uh, the helmet of salvation, we place our faith in Jesus and his finished work on the cross. The sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. A sword is a weapon that is defensive and offensive. So when we're troubled, oppressed and going through different troubles, we want to respond with the word of God. Okay. When we're talking about the forearm of guard, we're talking about our protection spiritually for battle. Okay. We don't want to go into the battle and we're not 
armed appropriately. And, you know, in the scripture, it talks about wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. And the word wrestle is used here because the encounter, the battle is up close and it's uh, personal. When you look at, when you think about a wrestling match, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of movement, but it's close movement, right? It's close struggle. Um, so even uh, when we're looking at spiritual battles, let's, let's take a look at David. Although David did not wrestle with Goliath physically, he's an excellent example of how we can use our spiritual weapons. First Samuel 17, verse 45, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with the sword and spear and the javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So he understood uh, power and authority coming from God and he utilized that. He didn't let his size or he didn't let fact that that well yeah he didn't let his size because David was not a giant Goliath was a giant and he still and he came with a slingshot and Goliath is he's fully equipped but that in the spirit that's not what defeated him it was his authority and power in Christ in 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 the Lord and his belief in the Lord um, Acts 19 verse 11 through 20, uh, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know. But who were you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In that, in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. So we see that it's important to be properly prepared for battle. You know, it's not that we don't take on situations that need our attention spiritually, but when we do go, we need to make sure that we're girded up properly because the devil's organized. And although he's the author of confusion, he tries to set his army up in a way that would allow him to get more done. And so, I'll, and please remember that he's not everywhere at the same time. He's not omnipresent, but he does have uh, a chain of command and he is strategic and working against you. And he's also an agent of darkness. And when we think about darkness, we think about things in darkness and and we think of bad things in darkness, secrets and things that are not, um, and I'm talking about not the secrets that are not good, right? Um, well, see, yeah, secrets. Uh, a surprise is different than a secret. Okay. So, um, but you, I, I want to make point of, I want to make mention of darkness and, and agents of darkness because sometimes you will encounter people inside the church, outside the church, in the, on your job, wherever. Maybe it's a, a place you volunteer somewhere. You'll find Sometimes you may encounter people that try to may have information about you or seem to know a lot of stuff that maybe they shouldn't know or there's no way of them knowing. 
because you have not directly had a conversation with them about the subject. And we have to be careful because although there are prophets of God and uh, prophetesses of God, people that have gifts of uh, the word of knowledge and all types of other spiritual gifts, you will have agents of darkness that will pretend to be false prophets and teachers. And I covered this on another episode of um, about false prophets and false teachers and preachers. Um, But you'll see they will approach you with this information in the hopes that you will have curiosity about how they knew what they knew. Therefore, initiating you or trying to initiate you into what they do. Because if you notice, there's not a church of Satan on every corner. There's not the uh, a witch's church on every corner. These are secret societies that are hiding in plain sight. And so what they do to, to gain members, they will approach you more so than other things. Um, but you just always want to be on, you want to be praying for discernment and asking God to show you different things because it can even be a person that professes to be a believer approaching you with information that you know they should not have information about unless God sent them or unless, um, they are workers, dark, uh, workers of darkness. And it's also going to be how they approach you and sometimes even the environment. See, God is a God of decency and in order. And if you're being approached out of order or in the wrong way, that's another red flag that this may not, this person may not be speaking from God, but understand that the devil sometimes will send people and, and, and some people are operating in dark arts, even, I'm t- even pe- from like, again, pulpit to the pews, do you, this can happen. Um, lastly, uh, some of the other spiritual weapons at your disposal is prayer. Uh, it's fasting. Uh, and I would encourage you to pray over your home um, and to anoint your home. And what you can do to anoint your home is uh, take some, if you have olive oil, if you have canola oil, whatever you have on hand and pray over it um, and ask the Lord to bless it. And, and I can give you an example of a prayer. You can say in the name of Jesus, God bless this oil with your anointing power. Lord, please help Please let this oil carry your presence. I pray that this oil would carry your protection, healing, and deliverance in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this oil. And I know that this oil is a symbol of my faith. I know that the true anointing and power comes from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Something simple as that. If you want to do this on the day that you're fasting too, um, I would encourage you to do that. But if not, you know, saying that prayer over the oil. And then after you've done that, go in every room of the house. You want to anoint all the doors, maybe even a cross formation, the doors, the windows, and the mirrors, because these can be points of contact for people that operate in the demonic. So you're doing, you're just protecting your home and asking God to cover your home. I, I, you know, even if you want to sprinkle it on the yard and the place by which your living space is at, do that. You know, don't forget if you have a garage, the garage doors, the garage windows. If you have a basement, the basement doors and the basement windows. Um, but I, I, uh, thank you for joining me for this episode of content speaks. I just want you to stay encouraged in the Lord and to continue to pray. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye-bye.